The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time with your hosts, KD Marley. You know, it's a common thought that we can never balance our time and our money. We run out of money when there are still so many days on the calendar. What are some of the ideas and tools that will help us more efficiently manage these two resources? On today's program, you'll learn how being mighty is the result of transforming one's life. One insight, one choice, one action at a time. Now, here is K.D. Marley, which is K-Mar and D. Lee. Welcome to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time. My name is Kay Marr, and I am here with my co-host, Dee Lee. Together, we welcome you to our show. Thank you, Kay. Today, we are talking with Lynn Shrell, who is a professional certified feng shui practitioner. Lynn has been working with people for over 20 years, helping them to improve their lives by changing their environment. We are fortunate to have Lynn with us to give us practical tips from feng shui that we can use to improve our lives. Lynn, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to share about this with everyone. It's awesome. This is a passion for me, so I'm ready. I'm raring to go. Oh, good. <laughs> Lynn, I'd like to start by asking you about feng shui. I've heard the words, and I know it has something to do with making cha- changes to the spaces that we live in and work in, but what does feng shui really mean? <laughs> that is a really good place to start. The first time, I, I remember one of my very first classes, I was in a kitchen environment. A grocery store had brought me in and said, let's talk about feng shui in kitchens. And so they had this great auditorium with people. And, and I said, well, you know, what, is, what do you think it means? And this guy held up his hand. And he said, I think it's some funny kind of mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> So let's just break that little myth apart. Um, The words feng shui literally mean wind and water in Chinese, and they're the only two elements that we cannot live without. And they have come over time to mean the art and science of becoming harmonious with your environment. So that's really what it means. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit um, about the history and where did it actually come from and how old is it? Oh, that it's thousands of years old. It's at least 6,000 years old. And it was used way back when in ancient China to cite the burial places of ancestors, because as you ancestors, as you honor your ancestors, your life is enriched. And so over time, um, you know, there's several schools of feng shui. Um, if you put yourself maybe in the center of a bullseye, imagine yourself in the center, and then concentric rings kind of out, you know, as like a target. Um, within there, you'll find um, the schools of Oh, compass school and landform and flying mansions and very traditional schools. What they're doing is they're looking at, um, in, in the rings, they're looking at what's happening in your environment. They're looking at your climate. They're looking at the geography. And then the outer ring, they're wrapping up in Chinese culture and Buddhism and all kinds of things. Well, 
you start getting so far away from the actual person who's in the center that about, I would say about 30 years now, Grand Master Lin Yun brought the black sect of tantric Buddhism or black hat feng shui to the Western world. And the difference with it is that, you know, again, with you in the center, he takes a look at what's happening in your immediate environment and cultural relevance and psychological um, relevance, you know, what's happening. And it makes it more about the person rather than everything that's, you know, 25 miles away. So, the difference is that it's relative. Um, everything, the, whatever's closest to you matters the most in black hat feng shui, which is what I practice. And so what that means is that what's in the room right now around you has more meaning to you in your life in this moment than what's across the street. Whereas in the traditional schools, they would look at um, directions, they would look at uh, all kinds of different elements. So there are different schools, and it depends, but all of them are about bringing you into harmony with your environment so you live your most optimal life. I, th- I like the uh, whole idea of st- looking at what's immediately around you and making that the most relevant. That makes the most sense to me anyway. Um, mm-hmm. How did you learn about feng shui, and m- what made you decide to become a practitioner? You know, this happened way back when. In 1998, I had been working for a dot-com, and it became a dot-bomb, and I was one of the first person to leave. And the company, it eventually became a mass exodus, but I was the first one. And uh, in that time, I was living in Salt Lake City, Utah, which is a hotbed for belly dancing and feng shui. And so I did both because I didn't, I just was not going to do the same old thing. I wasn't going to work for another company, give great support and service and my gifts and everything. And, and, you know, for what? There was no stability there. So I went a completely different direction. I started studying feng shui and found for me, it was like finding my own new skin, a new framework of understanding and awareness and a way to process the world. So that was how I came to feng shui. Just everything made sense. From there, it's really, it underlies almost everything I do. I started studying um, face reading. I'm an energy reader. So I look at how things come together um, on that energetic level. And then in terms of teaching it to people, I thought, oh, my God, this is too good to not share it. And I'm a natural teacher. That's one of my gifts. So it, it became a very natural kind of thing to do. So so I, I work with people individually in their homes. I teach it. I, I offer courses. Like, I just, I love feng shui. And it's really about the idea of transforming your relationship with your environment to have more of what you want. So I was called. <laughs> Could you also um, explain what the basic elements are that make up feng shui and why these are important and the best way to apply them? I know there's a lot of different ways to look at that, and so I know it gets complex. It does. That We could be here for about eight hours just on that question. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just start with the basics. I mean, there's, of course, there's yin and yang. That's probably the most basic level. You Can know, you explain yin, that, please? Yeah, yin is, uh, yin is really, that's considered the feminine, the soft, the, um, the quiet. Yang is considered masculine, intense, out there, bold. And really, you need to have a balance of that. So to demonstrate what that's like, um, I got a client from, uh, who called me because she had a feng shui, a 911. It was a feng shui 911. I just needed to get over there. So I said, what's going on? She said, well, I'm, I'm not happy in my career. I don't have any friends. I'm overweight. And I kind of don't care. And I just, I, but I know that my life 
just isn't going the way that it could. And I, I just, I don't even know where to start. So I was like, okay, got there. I stood at the curb, looked at her place and the trees had overgrown the sidewalk going up to the front steps, three front steps. Um, and the top one was broken. It was kind of leaning kind of, it was just weird. Um, and then her light bulb was burned out. Her doorbell didn't work. Her shades were drawn. Once you actually got into her house now already, I mean, you, you're kind of getting a picture, right? Well, I walked in the front door. It was dark because every Everything was the shades were pulled, but then also she had large overstuffed furniture that I walked in and I thought, oh, you know, it's like I was like one of those uh, what are those squiggly men that are outside the you know like huh? the Sprint store or whatever you know the air guys you know I, oh. I was like oh I just like collapsed you know because it just sucks all your energy it was way too yin it was too heavy. It was just too quiet. It just, it made you want to take a nap. Um, so one of the rules of thumb was, is that you really shouldn't have, you need to have about at least 40%, 50% um, airspace. Like it has to, you can't have, you can't be overstuffed. So that was uh, a very yin environment. And of course, from that, she wasn't leaving her house. She wasn't being social. She was gaining weight. Um, her career was spiraling. You know, you can see where that would all come from having an overstuffed, clogged kind of environment. So that's yin and yang. Um, from there, I would assess what the five elements are doing for that particular environment. Um, and the five element theory, that really comes from the ancient masters who watched how universe, uh, how universal energies moved through, through space. And um, there's five elements. I'll just share them really quickly here in order. This right here, I, I know the ancients would be rolling over to hear me try and describe this in 3.2 seconds, but I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> so there's water, there's wood, fire, earth, and metal. Now, water. Each well, each of these elements has um, it has a time of day, it has a season, it has body organs, it has colors, it has shapes. Like there's a whole science undergirding each of these five elements. The idea is that you need to have a balance of them, and they need to be supporting you. So let's just say that. Um, you know, uh, here's a quick example. We'll just keep going with what I shared, that story. That was a very high earth environment. It was large pieces of furniture that were overstuffed. Earth is about nurturing. Earth is the mountain. You know, think of a lot of earth. What do you do when you have a mountain? Well, it, you know, it's pretty hard to move a mountain, right? <laughs> and so what happened in that case is that we needed to bring down her earth energy and we needed to bring up her um well, we actually needed to bring up a bunch of different, but we brought up her fire and we brought up her um, her wood. So what you do is you start working with the different elements to balance according to what that person needs and what that environment needs. So first I would neutralize the environment and then second I would adjust it for the person who's living there. So, so does that me, make sense? <laughs> yeah, let me jump in here then with a, a real quick question to continue that. Um, does this mean that the person has to go out and buy completely new furniture, completely redo their space? I mean, that could be a pretty expensive proposition. Well, yeah. You know, on the one hand, it's sort of like, you know, if you look at, you know, if you replace the drapes, well, that makes everything else look like now you need the new couch and, well, wait a minute, now we need the new table or whatever. But it can happen that way, but it doesn't have to. Um, a lot of times the beauty of pieces are actually overshadowed by everything else that's going on. So sometimes when you minimize, sometimes when you clean, sometimes when you put fresh paint, like there's all kinds of things that can happen. So I personally, uh, I prefer to work with 
what's already there unless it is actually not serving the person. So you don't necessarily have to spend a whole bunch of money just because you're going to do feng shui. It's really about is the environment supporting you or not. And so there are, there's really, there's three levels on which you want to pay attention. There's the mundane. And the mundane level is literally what do you see in front of you? If you have crap all over the, excuse me, technical term there, technical term. (laughs) But, you know, if you got stuff all over the floor, well, the floor is the foundation from which everything in your life happens, right? So you're literally, if you have a bunch of papers stacked around, you are putting literally mountains in your path to climb. You're making things harder for yourself. So, you know, you got to take care of the mundane. You got to pick up the clothes. You got to do the dishes, you know, stuff like that. So there's the mundane level. Then there's the... um, I'm going to call it the adjustment level, um, where in at that level, you can um, adjust energy a little bit, where you place crystals in a strategic place, um, you put mirrors in a different area, um, you can use different feng shui adjustment items to actually shift how energy is moving through the space. You may need to put you know, an area rug here, you may need fresh flowers there. Then the third level is transcendental. Transcendental, that's the one that I personally love to play with, because that is is truly the direct connection with energy where you are manifesting from the ethers, where you're calling in support in a really like amazing way. But that is not going to work if you got stuff all over the floor. You know, it just, <laughs> you can't get to that level unless you take care of the first level. <laughs> okay. So there's a little bit of an order there. <laughs> so well, you, you brought up the, the crystals. So what's the significance of using crystals? What do they do? Crystals are like the aspirin of feng shui. They they <laughs> <laughs> they neutralize energy. They um, redistribute it. They make they clean energy. Sometimes they amplify energy. Um, a good place to use a crystal. Anybody who's listening, if you have a ceiling fan that is less than, you know, five feet over your head. If you've got a ceiling fan that's, you know, some vaulted ceilings, it might be a little different. But if you have a ceiling fan, you probably are going to need a 40 millimeter crystal hanging on that. You can make that the pull of the, you know, at the end of the chain. Um, But what that's going to do, ceiling fans chop off your energetic head. They, They chop off the top of your auric field. So the aspirin will actually help you to, um, or the aspirin, the crystal will actually help you to moderate that effect so your head won't be chopped off. <laughs> Does it matter what kind of crystal? Uh, I would do a 40 millimeter faceted crystal. From there, it can either be the straight crystal or Aurora Borealis, um, whichever is more preferable. But uh, you could also go bigger if you wanted to. That would probably be overkill. Smaller isn't going to help. You can't do a 20 millimeter. That's not going to work. You need at least a 40. So, so there's, but there's all these little different things that you can do to work with your space that can just change your entire experience. And, and simple. They're just simple. With the Be Mighty formula, you've talked about foundation um, with our other elements, uh, focus, feel, flow, fun, and freedom. Can you identify quickly how these basic elements can work in relationship to applying feng shui? Well, feng shui is all about the feeling of it, and it's all about optimizing the flow of your life. 
Um, it's also about giving you clarity from which to manifest. So when you have focus, you can do what you set out to do and you can create what you want in your life. All of it is the foundation for you. Feng Shui is your foundation. It's your external body. If your Feng Shui isn't working, it's, you know, that's a problem. So, you know, what's in here is out there. What's out there is in here. When you put all of this together, you've got your foundation, you have focus, you, the feeling of it, it just feels good in your space and things are flowing in your life. You're definitely having a lot more fun. <laughs> so I've heard you say that five, uh, feng shui can predict our life results in five minutes or less. Can you explain that? Totally. When I, uh, you know, any of us can do it really. But uh, I, when I walk into a space for the first time, I'm assessing what's the clutter factor, how's the yin yang balance, what's happening in terms of the elements, um, who's actually imprinted in the house, can you see where they are in the house, um, you know, what's actually happening. You can look in the career area and follow. There's a, a an energy map called the Bagua where we can I can actually see what life area is being affected. Can so you spell within that, five please? minutes. B-A-G-U-A, Bagua map. Okay. And that is the map that the ancients used to describe how energy moves through a space. So there's career over here and wealth is over there and children is over there and your marriage is over there. So in five minutes, I can tell, I can accurately state what is happening in someone's life. The first time that happened, I walked into a client's house. I walked into their closet in their master bedroom and I said, what is happening in your relationship? And they looked at each other, didn't say a word. Two days later, I get an email and they're like, uh, we don't know how you knew this, but you know, we were just talking about getting a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) And their closet told me. (laughs) Oh, that's scary. That's really scary. We need to pause for a commercial now, but don't go away. When we come back, Lynn will be giving us tips for improving our environment with feng shui. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Question, what's working and what's not working in your life? Though we resolve each year to do things differently and we want what's great for our businesses, our relationships, our health, and more. We don't always know where to turn when life gets tough. That's where Leading Life Large with host Rob Braun comes in. Our show challenges you to reevaluate where you are and keep pushing your way to the success you desire. If you want it bad enough, we can help you turn your life around. Leading Life Large airs Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You may know how to make money, But do you know how to manage it and make it work for you? That's where the Financial You Radio Show comes in. Host Annette Rayner and her guests will show you how to keep your financial future in check. Money matters in just about every part of your life. doesn't matter if you work for a Fortune 500 company or the neighborhood store. Your financial goals can be realized. Listen for The Financial You every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel because your money matters. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time. Lynn, we've talked about what feng shui is. I'd like to get practical with uh, asking you about uh, how to actually use feng shui. When possible, when we work effectively with our, um, what's, what's really possible when we can work with our personal feng shui? Oh, I just love that question because uh, really you are deciding proactively and intentionally what you're creating in your life. So you're programming your life for the results that you want to have. Your feng shui will meet you with your goals at this time in your life through what's happening in your feng shui. So if you want to amp up your social life, go here. If you want to change your career, go here. Oh, I have a good story on that one. I went in and uh, was working with a woman who was a vice president in a university. And she had said, you know, I just, I just want you to come in and feng shui my office. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Well, I got in there and she had a floating shelf where there were books kind of stacked and they were sort of like falling. Now in feng shui, anything that could happen already has, which means that those books are falling on her head. So <laughs> that was one issue. And then, because I also looked at the Bagua map, which I referenced before the commercial, the Bagua map told me in her career area there was something there. Now, I happen to have a little bit of an extra gift. I will confess that I am an intuitive, and I felt it. So between what was obviously happening in her environment, in her goals at this time, what was happening in her space, and how I felt about it, I kept saying, what is on... There's something in this bookshelf, which was in her career area. And she goes, oh, she goes, well, the bottom shelf is filled with all the books from my past career. I just haven't decided if I wanted to throw them out yet. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I had another lady who she called me and she said, you know, Feng Shui 911, come over. My husband and I were in our second marriage. We went to Hawaii, had a great time on our honeymoon, if you know what I mean. She said, we've come home. We got nothing. She's like, what's going on? So I get over there, um, beautiful room, and um, she had, uh, you know, plaid valences, which is kind of cutting energy. Not to say that all plaid is bad, but um, it was on top of window panes that had those little tiny squares, which was also mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. And then um, their bed was huge, the hugest bed I've ever seen. Um, it had a mirrored headboard, and um, which reflects that mirrors are a big deal in feng shui. It was reflecting energy and bouncing energy around, basically bouncing the energy of the cutting. Um, in, the, in the love corner of their relationship was a picture of wolves and a treadmill. And uh, underneath the bed and then you could see the bed it had like these two dips in it and I'm like wow you know this is interesting and then I felt that the bed there was just a lot going on and she said I said what's in those captain's drawers like what's underneath and she said oh here's the pictures of my first wedding and um here's the crutch of my dead uncle whose leg was blown off in the war (laughs) I'm like I'm fan it was like I didn't even know where to start it was like wow So um, we ended up, we moved the bed. It turned out that bed was his 
first, his divorce, the only thing he got from that was his bed, which showed how successful he'd been materialistically. So he brought that with him. Well, it was the original mattresses. <laughs> it was like, what are you oh, doing? No. <laughs> so, yeah, we, you know, long story short, we made a bunch of adjustments, moved furniture around, treadmills out, the wolf pictures out, the, you know, we did a bunch. But um, in the end, uh, she, I called her. It was really funny. About a week or seven days later, uh, nine days later, somewhere in there, called her and said, you know, how are things going? Great. Oh, it's awesome. Why? Why? Like she didn't even remember that she had called me with this list of issues that was going on because everything was fine now. (laughs) So sometimes, you know, that's good. I guess we have short memory for pain. But, you know, it's amazing what happens in your personal feng shui, what you you can create what you want. So more clients, more um, happiness, more health, uh, more decisive decisions from your from an inner space of knowingness, whatever you want, it's possible possible through feng shui. So obviously you've seen some pretty dramatic effects when people use feng shui. Are these changes permanent or if their surroundings change, do the effects go away? Well, that's two good questions. Um, and the two questions are, are the changes permanent? Well, yes, for that time, but they're as permanent as life can be, right? Life is dynamic. So everything's always changing. It's like breathing or an ocean. You know, the, the waves go in and out. You know, we, we change and then our environment has to change. And, you know, a really clear-cut example, you can probably hear the plane going overhead now. Um, but, you know, one of the clear examples of that is uh, look at a child's bedroom. You know, when they're a baby, it's all soft and pretty. And then the toddlers, all the primary colors and you know then they get into you know grade school and high school and over time same person but their environment sort of naturally changes and sometimes it's really not even planned it just happens that's an example of how the surroundings will match you in your growth it's maybe less subtle as an adult but it is still always happening as your surroundings change the effects on your life will change and so one of the things about people being human I guess, is that as humans, we filter out the familiar. So we don't even notice that big pile of laundry over there or that that wall is kind of dingy or that our curtains are sort of hanging askew. You know, we don't even see that because the surroundings have changed and we've just become familiar with them. So did that answer the question? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. When you start with a new client, um, where do you start? And how do you know where to go with the client so that they don't get overwhelmed? Because it sounds like a potential that they can get overwhelmed pretty quick. Yeah, you know, and the reason for the overwhelm is because it's what's happening in their life. You know, they can start, they start seeing the connections. And of course, that brings an emotional charge to it. So um, for me and working with a new client, um, I, I always begin with, what do you want? <laughs> Let's look at what's going on with the balance of the yin yang. Let's look at what's happening just in terms of what needs to be neutralized in the environment and what can we do to adjust it so it better matches where you actually want to go. Um, and you're right. It's really important to kind of pace that because if people get overwhelmed, they won't do anything. Uh, and, and the optimal time frame to make changes is within 27 days from that point because uh, you want to put things in motion. You want to change things. So you have to have a plan. Um, the power spot is really in the first nine days after a consultation. And when I leave them, they actually have a list of what, you know, what the priorities are and why because if they don't know the why it's kind of like they're not gonna it doesn't make sense you know so So you talked about the power spot what's that 
Um, oh, the power time frame is nine days. Um, the universe runs on the number three, and in feng shui, the number three and nine are big numbers. Um, nine is the number of completion and fulfillment, and if you take three times nine, it's 27 days, so that would be the next level of time frame. So that's the power spot. When you learn anything, um, you put it into motion within nine days for it to actually support you in an optimal way in your life, just for everything. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like your approach is practical in that you teach that we can take action right away to transform the flow of any space to be in harmony with our goals. Can you give us a few things that we could do today, now, to enhance sure. our energetic flow toward achieving our goals? Well, and now it depends on what you want um, in terms of, you know, your goals. Um, let me think of some common ones. Um, a lot of times people want more money. You know, so let's talk about a, a quick ritual that you can do for that. Now, a ritual is simply dedicated time and space. It's not like it's religious or, you know, anything like that. But it's, a, you know, it's something that you can do that is setting your intention and saying, you know, please bring this in. So, and, you know, if we're going to be mighty, it's about balancing your money and your time. So let's talk about money. Um, so uh, red envelopes are a major piece of, um, it's a major tool really in feng shui because red envelopes signify that an energetic cycle has been completed. So when I, when I do feng shui with people, I bring red envelopes because I do the consultation and then I am paid in a red envelope. So, and that says, yes, we're complete. So you can do the same thing in talking to the universe is that you would put your intention in there about whatever it is that you're looking to receive by thus and such a date place it in your wealth area. Your wealth area is always going to be from your front door all the way to the back of your house to the left-hand side, whatever is there. And it doesn't matter if it's a closet or whatever. That's going to be your wealth area. So, um, and you would place it in there for at least nine days, ideally 27. Um, but it depends on your goals. See, you know, I don't, whatever your goals are, you want to match that. Um, but you would place that in there and just know that it's happening. And you have to know it like you know you're a woman. Like, that's the other thing. You just know that things are going to happen. This particular ritual I used with a client who had not had a sale in his store in three and a half months. And he said, Lynn, I'm going down. <laughs> Help me. And so we did this ritual. I said, well, what do you need? And he said, I need at least $7,000 by Friday. Now, this was, uh, we were talking on a Sunday. I asked him to do this ritual. And I said, please place this under your cash register and let me know what happens. He called Thursday night. He said, I don't know. I don't get it. This is amazing. $6,500. So he got, you know, in, in, as a result of that ritual, he was just about there um, before, you know, Friday. So um, this can be really powerful. Really, maybe I should do one of these. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me back you up a minute here. Mm -hmm. What if somebody comes to you and says, Lynn, I really don't know what I want, but something has to change. So, you know, I just, you talk about, well, knowing what you want. What if I don't know what I want? I just know that things have to change. What do you do That's then? Enough. That is enough. Knowing that you want things to change, what I would do is I would actually neutralize the space. I would neutralize it just to balance it out because something's not balanced. They're not quite sure what it is. They don't quite know what's wrong. They don't quite know what they want, but they know they're a little bit stuck and they want something to change. So um, you just by moving things around in your energy, in your environment, you're changing what's happening in your life. So uh, I would start with just neutralizing the environment. And what do you then, mean by that? 
Mm, I would just balance it. I, you know, so again, I would look at the mundane. Okay, where are the piles of stuff? You know, what needs to be freshened up or replaced or fixed? Um, what uh, what needs to be balanced? Is there too much water here? Um, is there too much earth here? So I would look at the five nature elements and make sure it's just, you know, everything's balanced. Um, you know, so if you walk into, I don't know, someone's living room and if it's dark and it's overstuffed with big, heavy, you know, furniture, maybe it's even black leather furniture um, and, uh, you know, dark walls maybe they get eggplant colored walls i mean you can hear already right this is going to be very stuck energy um it's going to be a combination of water and earth in that case and so the first thing that i would do is you know get a new color paint on the walls i would get rid of you know half the furniture i would um maybe recommend getting new furniture that has lighter upholstery um you know there's so you just start neutralizing it to balance it out so now they have a neutral palette where they can say oh wait a second i feel lighter okay now i feel like i can move forward wow let me start dreaming again so so Again, I'm coming back to, you know, what can we do that doesn't cost money? So, say with that black leather furniture, could they cover it with a white sheet? Would that do the same thing? Um, it would be a temporary solution. I might do like a throw across it instead, something like that. Um, you know, it has to be, a th- you know, <laughs> it's sort of like one of my clients said, well, what do you mean I got to clean my junk drawer? <laughs> Nobody can see it. <laughs> Well, okay. You know, so people kind of know. It's sort of like, you know, somebody who says, oh, do these pants make my butt look fat? You know, if you're asking, what's the story? You know, come on now. Like, you know what's going on. So you have to take the action that's right. Like, do it right. Um, And if you can't, for some reason, maybe you don't want to replace your black leather couch right now, then I would do a throw. I would have fresh yellow flowers on the table. I would make sure that the color of the walls is light. I would make sure that um, as much light as possible is coming in naturally. I would use um, full spectrum bulbs to make sure that the light is as natural as possible. So there's things that you can do. You can work around any potential limitations if you're willing to make change. That's the bigger question, really. So it sounds like you have to, number one, be aware of your environment, and then number two, be willing to make the changes. Well, yeah, and if you're not even aware of your environment, but you're like, well, somebody told me I should do this. I don't know. What do you think? You know, I they're aware enough that something's going on and a really good thing to do. Now this will, you know, this might be a really interesting exercise for everyone listening. Walk around your house and take pictures of your house as though you were a stranger and look at those pictures. Cause I guarantee you the pictures are going to show you stuff that you don't see. <laughs> that's yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's a dare. <laughs> well, I dare you all to be mighty. Get your cameras out. <laughs> You know, okay, I have a small dog, and yesterday he was, we were laying on the couch, and I had a quilt over me, and he was lying on my low, my legs at that point in time, and he was just looking so cute, and I had my camera there, so I thought, okay, I'll take a picture of him, and then when I was looking through the camera lens, it wasn't just him, I could see the background, unfortunately, in this case, the background was really cool looking, but I was thinking, you know, okay, what if my background was something really icky? Would I want to show this picture to anybody? <laughs> so, yeah, just, just the act of looking through the camera lens really makes you aware of what's going on. Um, so what's the secret to manifesting more of what we want right now? Clarity. 
clarity is your key. So wherever there is not clarity in your life, you've got to look at it. You've got to confront it and, um, and set new intention for it. Take the action that you know. We all have some idea of what's happening in our lives that's blocking us or holding back our success. So all it means is looking at that. Just be willing to see what's going on. It's your life. You know, you're living with your feng shui every day. Why not do it consciously to get what you want? <laughs> so you have to be willing to have clarity. Can you tell the audience a little bit of how to develop their own feng shui 9-11 action plan? Well, definitely start with the camera. Start taking pictures um, or have someone walk through with you and have a clipboard in hand. Literally go through each and every room as it is and write out a tolerations list. What are you tolerating? The squeaky door, the pile of laundry in the bedroom, um, the broken tile on the ba- in the bathroom. You know, what needs to be repaired? What needs to be replaced? What needs to be upgraded? So you want to make that tolerations list and then start working. Do three things every day. Whatever you can do, you know, you might need new paint, you might need, uh, but really stop and look at the room and be honest, have that, give yourself the gift of clarity on that. So either use a camera or have somebody do it with you or just be really, be willing to be brutally honest with yourself. (laughs) So um, there's also been discussion about um, physical spaces and application to numbers. How does that work with the energy of numbers? Well, the energy of the numbers is that, remember, each of these elements um, and each of the areas in the Bagua map are associated with a particular number. So once you know how to work with those, um, there's something called flying stars. And flying stars is based on your date of birth and working with your environment. And there's also a compass school feng shui. All of these, um, there's a significant relationship with numbers, probably too complex for me to get into now. But definitely, um, you can do feng shui by the numbers, for sure. (laughs) Okay, it's time for another commercial break. Um, This is so fascinating. I hate to break, but we do need to. After we come back, we'll talk with Lynn about some of the challenges and questions in applying feng shui to our lives. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. What makes you a success? Is it your business or career? Is it your family and social life? How do you achieve the next level in your success? Tune in to Infinite Success Radio with host Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Rachel and her amazing guests are here to encourage, inspire, and empower you to take control of your destiny and achieve the level of success you were born to reach. How do ordinary people become extraordinary? Find out with Infinite Success Radio, broadcasting live every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Want to go to happy hour? No, it's not that kind of happy hour. It's better. Kick off your heels or loosen your necktie and join Liv and Kelly for the happiest hour of your day. Join them as they share tips, tools, and totally doable techniques to create more bliss in your everyday life. If you want more happiness in relationships, at work, and within, and you're ready to start living your dream life, tune in every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get what you want out of life and create more happiness. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? 
Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 3469141 You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com Now back to this week's show Welcome back to Be Mighty Balancing Your Money and Your Time We've been talking with Lynn Shirell, a professional certified feng shui practitioner, about using feng shui to change our environment and change our lives. Lynn, there's an awful lot of information to sift through to understand feng shui, and if you just type that into a search engine, you're going to come back with millions of hits. Um, and how feng shui can be helpful. So, with all these, all this wealth of information. What's the best way to start? How does somebody who's brand new to this, where do they start? How do they move forward to incorporate this into their daily lives? Now, that's a really good question. Um, I would say as a newbie, pay attention to where you feel the best. So, for example, just close your eyes and imagine, which, which room do I feel the best in? You know, for some people, it might be the kitchen because they get to be creative. For some people, it might be the bedroom because that's their sanctuary. For some people, it might be their sunroom because they have light and they feel creative. Whatever it is, think about that space and that is, that's your optimal because that's where you're feeling strong and it feels the best. So, work with the feeling of each of your rooms, of each of your spaces, of your office, of your car. Feel how it feels to actually be present and notice if you feel heavy, if it doesn't feel good, if you notice suddenly that there's something that needs to be changed. Just pay attention to that. So I would start with the feelingness of your environment because that will lead you into making some changes. What are some of the most common feng shui challenges that people don't know about that can be easily remedied once we know about it? Well, um, I would start <laughs> start with the floor. You know, people just don't realize the floor just needs to be clear. Another one is all doors need to be able to open all the way. You know, if you've got stuff stacked kind of behind the door and your door can't actually swing all the way open, you're just blocking prosperity and opportunity from coming through your space. So um, you want to pay attention to what's behind the door. Um, you want to pay attention to, oh, this is a good one. People will often have hooks or nails in the wall that aren't being used. And those are just 
chi shredders. Chi is cosmic breath. Chi is sort of, uh, if you imagine yourself in your space and the door, the front door is where the river comes through. The river is chi. It's chi energy. What happens when that river comes through the door? Well, if you've got, you know, stuff sticking out of the walls, it's shredding that energy, right? Because energy has to go around it and it's just, it doesn't feel good. It's ripping or tearing that energy. So you want to pay attention to anything that's unused. Um, if you're wearing, if you go in your closet, just look in your closet. If you've got clothes in there that you have not worn for more than, I would say, you know, a year, year and a half, what are you doing? You know, keep everything current. Um, another place to start is just to look and see, um, are you contemporary? Um, you know, you can tell. Well, sometimes people get stuck in their ways. You know, it's the person who has the gold shag carpet or the harvest green, you know, appliances or, you know, and they're like, what? They're perfectly good, you know, (laughs) and yes, and they're soon to be an antique and that's great. Um, You know, either you got to go all in with the vintage look and do it right or you got to upgrade because it just you're not current anymore. You're stuck in a little time warp. So you want to make sure that you're current. If your if your computer isn't upgraded, if your desk isn't managing, you know, if you're not able to work on your desk effectively, you know, what's going on around you is literally programming you for success. So, so that, that's a function. That's a good um, common feng shui um, issue for business owners is that they try to work off this little tiny space or they have a little, you know, they borrow their kid's desk or I had a real estate guy who said, yeah, I got a home office. I do most of my work from there. I said, great. You know, where is it? He said, well, it's in the basement. And he said, and I can't really stand up in there because I'm six, three and the ductwork, you know, knocked me out. And then I look at his desk and <laughs> it was facing a wall. So his back was to the door, which is not good. Uh, and then it was one of those little tiny desks that was, you know, only about, oh, I don't know, 16 inches deep. You know, it was a little tiny with all these cubbies stuffed to the max. It had just, there was no room. He had no room to attract new people. So business owners, pay attention to what's happening with your desk. And if you've got stuff all over it right now, clean it up. There you go. <laughs> I've heard there are some key areas that are typically overlooked that can have a big impact on things like making more money, improving your relationships, improving your health. Can you talk about those, please? Sure. Um, well, we sort of touched on it in that we talked a little bit about the wealth area, which, again, is by the property, it's by the house, it's by the room, it's by the desk, which is your farthest to the back left-hand corner. And on any level, that area is going to be your wealth area. So um, you, a lot of times people aren't aware. And let's say they have a storage closet, and that is their wealth area, and it's stuffed to the gills. I actually had that. Another client who, he was an insurance agent. He wanted to make more money. We went into his wealth area and he had all these tall filing cabinets. They were completely crammed. They had so many files in them. There was nowhere to actually add a new client. We feng shui a little bit, um, did a little bit of energy work, and he started pulling in um, bigger contracts from current clients. So he sold a $400,000 life insurance policy and he started from, from the clients he already had, he started making more money once we cleaned up that filing area. So it's, you really want to pay attention to your wealth area, see if it's got um, clogged, if it feels heavy or, you know, uh, has too much stuff in it. Just 
what is that like? You know, what, what's happening there? In terms of your health, um, the health is the center spot of any space. And you typically want that to be as open as possible, which makes sense, right? If you think about any room, you don't want to walk into a room and see a pile of furniture, you know, in the center of the room. You know, it's usually around the edges. So you want to pay attention to um, what's happening in your health area and, um, and you, where you're using the color yellow, by the way. Um, yellow is the color of health. And so just pay attention if you use that at all or not. Um, and then in terms of powering up relationships, there's a couple of different ways you can do that. It can be with your significant other. It can be with your children. It can be with your community. Um, it can be your fame and reputation out in the world. So it depends on, again, um, what your goals are as to how you want to power up those relationships. So the number one way, I mean, you know, everybody just, you know, they, they shudder when I say it, but it's really about decluttering your space. That's really just start with decluttering and then <laughs> you can adjust from there. <laughs> and then what is, you know, it sounds like there are benefits of decluttering. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that I know a lot of people struggle with too. It's, it's very much, you know, their personal space. And as they wake up, they go, oh my gosh, I, I have so much on my to-do list. How can I do decluttering? Mm-hmm. And they know that it's effective, um, but how does how does that actually? Um, we know it also interferes with the effectiveness. But how would you suggest someone getting started? Well, um, you know, there's several different ways you can look at it. But you know, the bigger question I think to help motivate people is, what do you really want in your life? So if your life isn't moving, clutter is going to have a lot to do with it. So what do you really want? You know, are you okay with where you are? Or do you want change? Because if you want change, you're going to have to make some time for decluttering. So um, one way to do it is take 27 minutes a day and just pick a spot, do something 27 minutes a day, no more, no less. You can just do it in 27 minutes a day. Um, another thing to pay attention to, you just raised a, a really great point D is that um, the first thing that you see when you wake up in the morning generally sets the pace and the tone for your day. So make sure that you're surrounding yourself, that you wake up and you see the thing that you want to, you know, set the pace and the tone for your day. So in other words, if you roll over and look at a treadmill, chances are you're going to feel like you're running all the time, you know, through your whole thing. <laughs> Makes sense, right? So yeah, with, um, with clutter, pay attention to, um, there's, there's the everyday kind of clutter, and then there's um, the emotional clutter. Um, maybe you have gifts from people that you don't really like, or maybe it's stuff in your house that you don't want, or maybe it's stuff that's broken or whatever. Pay attention to, you know, it could be your inbox, is your inbox cluttered? And I mean, we all have that, you know, we've got an influx of what's happening now. People, it's all in your inbox. I, I know that um, that's definitely something I battle with all the time. So take a, take an e-tox and clean out your, your inbox. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. We've talked about what you look at when you first open your eyes in the morning, um, you know, and the impact that that can have and the color yellow for your health and all these different things. If somebody could only do one thing every day, what would that be? What would be the most important question. thing? The decluttering, the look, changing what they look at when they wake up. What, what's the most critical thing here? I'm going to do something that's going to completely surprise and shock you. I will amaze you with this answer. 
because, um, a lot, you know, we've talked about feng shui as really being your physical space, but the reality is that, that feng shui is everything that surrounds you. If you were a fish in an aquarium, it is everything in that tank, including the water you're breathing, everything. It's what you're seeing. It's the ground. Everything. So, uh, on this one, if there's only one thing a person can do every day to make their lives better, I would say take 11 minutes and visualize what you want. Visualize what you want. 11, it's the master psychic number. Um, and it's, you know, people go, oh, yeah, I can do that for 10 minutes. But when you say 11, it's like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> So, but if you're spending time visualizing and experiencing and feeling that feeling state of where you want to be and in that abundance or, or in that prosperity or in that relationship or whatever it is that, you know, what, what's ideal for you, it, this is the feng shui of your mind. <laughs> so focus on your mental feng shui. If all you can do, if that is the only thing you can do and anybody and everybody can do this, you know, that will change everything. It, it has a lot of power. That's on the transcendent level of feng shui. Um, now, if you want to talk about the practical level, um, what's the one thing someone can do each day to make their surroundings better? I would say a appreciate it. You know, again, that's mental feng shui, isn't it? But you know, if you are grateful and appreciate where you are, um, it empowers you to manifest that much more because whatever you did got you to where you are. So when you can just appreciate that and be in gratitude, that's the highest vibration. So you will then start attracting more of what you want. So, so really the one thing really doesn't even have to do directly with changing your environment. It's what you do with your mind. Uh, for me, I would say that that is not what a traditional feng shui practitioner would say. A, a traditional feng shui master would say, clean your stove. That's what they would say. <laughs> and the reason they would say that is because the stove is a universal symbol of wealth. Because if you can use your stove, that means you must have something that you can cook on it. So it's a universal symbol of wealth. So they would say, if you if there's if you have only one thing you can do, clean your stove. Make sure it's in working order. All the burners work. If you want to optimize your money, put a, a tea kettle on it or something that's got a reflective surface. You know, one of those metal tea, tea kettles. Because that will have more burners, which means you have more money. So, so traditional feng shui master would say clean your stove. <laughs> well, it's interesting, too. I've heard um, there are a lot of people that have a, an actual business that are out helping people declutter. And it's amazing um, that someone could, you know, get to a point where they actually can't unclutter their area. But it's, it's, it's something that I know from personal experience, you get started working on a box, say, and you get in the box and then you start or you start looking in the box and then you start looking at the materials in the box. And, and sometimes it's so easy to get lost in the process of doing any of the decluttering. Do you have any suggestions on ways to actually have it so you have blinders um, so you can actually have it so that you can get through something because it, you know it's it's a very um, it's like going on an adventure <laughs> it is it is and and that's really the hardest part about decluttering is all the emotional attachments so you know you've just got to get really clear is this something you love is this something you need is this something that you can use in the future um, or does someone else need it now so just be really clear um, you know do you love it do you need it you know is it you know usable is it something you can use and that you will use so staying really clear you know I, I work with people quite often this is this is a number one you know epidemic <laughs> in feng shui is being able to be decluttered so 
It's almost like you'd almost have a couple of boxes. So you you could call one, I love it, I need it, and something that's the totally other donated. So that might yes. be helpful, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. for actually getting rid of something. Yeah. So, um, are there any other suggestions that you have for our audience? Uh, we're about ready to um, wrap things up. Well, my big power close, I guess, would be that you're already living with feng shui. Why not do it consciously and intentionally and get the results you really want? (laughs) This has been very, very helpful. And I know that there's a lot of questions. Um, What would be the best way for someone to reach you if they have, um, hopefully not a 911 situation? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can see my website at www.flowingfengshui.com. And that's F-L-O-W-I-N-G-F-E-N-G. S-H-U-I.com. And that'll be on our resources um, page as well on the BeMighty.com site. We really sincerely thank you for joining us today. You've given us a lot of information, and we look forward um, to having uh, more time to to decipher this. Um, And we're ready to... uh, Join us next week, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Empowerment Channel. We will be talking with Donna Cutler, who is a co-owner of a successful bookkeeping company, about keeping track of our money and finding balance in using our money so that we can be mighty. Thank you. Thank you for joining Kmar and D. Lee for Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week.